shout for joy to God, all the earth, sing the glory of his name, give to him glorious praise. Psalm 66, verses 1 and 2. Uh, I'm, I'm, I still want to talk a little bit about photographs because here I uh, took a, a photograph in a place called Antler Canyon last um, spring. Uh, it's about four hours north of the Grand Canyon in a place called Page, uh, Arizona. And this canyon is extraordinary. It's dry for the most part, but um, occasionally water uh, will swoosh through it and over time, it has created these amazing patterns, and that's what the picture shows. Uh, and it shows in a way, to me, and I'm going to uh, read from what I wrote about it, so it shows the glory of God, I mean, in design. And so I said, Deo omnis gloria, all glory to God. God is our life, our purpose, our path. When we glorify God with our lives, we are living in step with God's will for us. Jesus said, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. Actually, that's a perfect introduction to this psalm because Psalm 66 is one of those glorious anthems. The first four verses are uh, invitations to people to praise him. And after it will be a thanksgiving motif and then a call for intervention. But actually in verse 4 which comes right after this, it says, all the earth worships you and sing praises to you. It's that reminder that uh, inanimate creation is a reflection of the glory of God, the, the beauty of scenes like these that you've captured in photos and ones that are in our memory of uh, just being overwhelmed by the creative beauty of God. Uh, Romans 1, Paul says, um, God is seen in his creation. Uh, and in that working, it uses the word uh, poema in the Greek, which is a poem or piece of art. Uh, creation is God's artistic piece. Oddly, that word only shows up one other time in uh, the New Testaments when Paul says, we are God's workmanship. So we're a poem as well. Uh, inanimate creation praises him. And does it just naturally in the uh, ebb and flow of day and night and the seasons? We as human beings have been given well to bring glory to God as well, to be his reflection. Uh, one time uh, when you were at Stanwich, you um, uh, referred to a book called, and I think I have this, um, Minister or Preacher uh, as Minor Pro Poet. Yeah, pa Pastor as Minor Poet from... Uh, um, Barnes, he's the uh, academic dean or president at Princeton Seminary. And um, I bought that book. I have not read it through, but um, I was totally uh, taken by the title and what you said about it at that time. And I think that somebody in your position, uh, when they preach and when they lead, uh, if they, they forget about the poetry of existence uh, on a on a very uh, particular plane or in a bigger uh, canvas that we're talking about here. Um, it's the poetry of God, uh, the creation, creative power of God, uh, that if not uh, attended to by the pastor, the congregation won't get it either. 
and they will revert to kind of a very kind of, uh, what is the right word? Um, I don't know, um, sing, uh, um, one-dimensional view of uh, what the scripture is saying. Uh, but when it gets into a poetic idiom or way of speaking, uh, which uh, is replicated in, or is shown to us in the Gospel of John, the Holy Spirit is in the language and the Holy Spirit is in the world. And what we really want is the Holy Spirit to enter our hearts. That was really, I mean, it's interesting. You had subtly, without even realizing it, a biblical connection because you talked about the weighty word. Actually, the uh, word for glory in Hebrew is kabod, and it comes originally from the idea of weighty or substance, that when God's glory comes in, there's a sense of substance. And it's not something we intellectually attain or pursue. It's something we behold. And it really radically changes our lives. And I, I just uh, one more thought on top of that. And this is kind of a, a hobby horse of mine. Uh, I think the academy, the uh, scholars and the seminaries have um, uh, forgotten all about the poetry of the word of God and the poetry existing inside or the, 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 the Holy Spirit who creates poetry by its very his very existence. Um, and when that is subtracted out of the teaching, I think a tremendous amount is missed and the congregation in turn misses it and therefore thinks of the Bible as but another book, another way of looking at reality, another truth in terms of instead of the, the a Holy Spirit washes over us. I mean, Jesus talks about, you know, the living water. And I, I just think it's a huge problem uh, in many of the churches that have forgotten this or don't know it at all. 